0: Hi, it's Mark Rabin here. Welcome to episode 323 of Lean Blog Audio. This is a post that was published November 27th, 2022. It's titled, Highlights from GE CEO Larry Kulp's Remarks at the AME Conference in Dallas. You can find the blog post at leanblog.org slash audio 323. It was a real treat to hear Larry Kulp, the CEO of General Electric and CEO of GE Aerospace, speak at the AME 2022 annual conference in Dallas. Larry recently reached the four-year mark of his tenure as GE's first-ever outsider CEO. And you can read the update that Larry posted on LinkedIn celebrating or marking that four-year mark. There's a link to it in the blog post. Again, leanblog.org audio 323. Now, Larry previously became CEO and chairman of Danaher in 2001, the same year that Jack Welch retired from GE, and Larry then retired from Danaher in 2015. Below, or in this episode here, are some highlights and quotes from his 15-minute remarks, along with some of my commentary and thoughts. After giving his speech, Larry had a longer, if you will, fireside chat, as he joked, without the fireplace, no fireplace on stage. But it was a fireside chat with our friend Katie Anderson. And uh, Katie and I discussed his remarks and their discussion in episode 464 of the Lean Blog Interviews podcast, which will be released on Wednesday. So from Larry's talks, and and I'm going to kind of rearrange uh, some of the the order in which he said things, um, but to put together some key themes from his, from, from his talk and quoting him as directly as I can. I had a, a transcript made of the recording. So when we talk about first uh, about the goals that matter. Uh, Larry is probably amongst a small percentage of CEOs who explicitly talk about safety. Uh, the late Paul O'Neill, former CEO of Alcoa, was another. The goals, as Larry stated, quote, safety, quality, delivery, cost in that order every day. S-Q-D-C. That's a long-running theme in, in manufacturing. I, I heard those letters at General Motors in 1995. Um, and it applies, I think, really well in different settings. S-Q-D-C. And um, you know, this idea of, of safety first is, uh, is really important. I, mean, I would say there, there is no other way, or we'd like to think that safety first would be the norm, not just in manufacturing but also in healthcare. So, speaking of not knowing any other way, um, Larry re- referred to his own lean journey as a leader. He wanted the focus on the journey at GE more so than talking about his past at Danaher. Although um, you know that that time there at Danaher certainly made him the leader that he is today at GE. When Larry was brought into GE as CEO, he recalled that people asked him, are you going to bring the Danaher Business System, or DBS, to GE? He said, quote, I don't think I've used that acronym at all in the last four years at GE, but I do admit I'm a product of 25 years of that environment. If you want me to manage and lead in a different way, I do not know how. What you see is what you get. Now, I've heard that same sentiment from other leaders who were deeply influenced by Toyota, or in Larry's case, uh, Shingijutsu, the famed Japanese consulting firm that's made up of of Toyota retirees. Being a quote-unquote lean leader isn't just a coat that you put on. If you're doing it well and doing it sincerely, it's who you are. So let's talk about a passion for manufacturing. When Larry graduated from Harvard Business School in 1990, going into manufacturing wasn't the cool thing to do. But he viewed manufacturing as an important calling, just as I did in the late 1990s when I chose uh, to attend a program called Leaders for Global Operations, then called Leaders for Manufacturing at MIT. It was a program that at the time had a stated mission of, of basically rescuing American manufacturing. Larry said, many of you will remember that the consensus at that point within the U.S. was manufacturing was dead or at least dying. That was really all the contrarian in me needed to hear. It sparked my interest in American manufacturing renaissance. So Larry took a job at Danaher and worked his way up to the CEO role just 11 years later. Within Danaher, he says he was fortunate to hear and to learn the word kaizen, having opportunities to travel to Japan because, quote, Danaher was one of the first, if not the first, company in the U.S. to bring the Toyota master, Shinkajitsu, into our facilities. He said, quote, I spent a week building air conditioners in Japan, being pushed, probably cursed at in Japanese, a week I will never forget. It really was a formative experience for me in terms of the principles around daily management, around standard work, around Kaizen. The concepts were not necessarily alien to me, but the way we were taught that, we had to really operationalize those ideas has stayed with me to this very day. Uh, Toyota is well known for sending leaders to work in manufacturing as part of their orientation to the company, not just being there, but doing frontline jobs, as Asao Yashino has described, and Steve Spear had the same opportunity when he started studying Toyota as an academic. But Larry spoke of the lean transformation of GE, as he called it. He's aiming for, quote, a true lean culture. When he joined in 2018, he said the company was obviously not enjoying its finest days. Larry noticed they had great people and great technology, but the, quote, operational foundation of the company wasn't nearly as strong as it could be given the talent. So where did he start? Well, in what he called an old school way, with shop floor Kaizen events led by the famed Shingajitsu firm, um, again, out of Japan. What does Larry think about these events? He said, quote, there's nothing more fun. Well, how great is that to have a CEO who thinks that a shop floor Kaizen event is fun or that nothing is more fun? He added uh, more about the importance of leaders coming to participate in the event, saying, it's not strictly about manufacturing, particularly at GE, but I'm of the view that if you are not running these events, if you're not actively participating in these events, put aside the, uh, the improvements you will forego. You can't really internalize the core lean principles. And I'll, I'll add, you know, he used that word internalize uh, a couple, couple different times there. Not, not just doing lean, but, but being lean or becoming lean, if you will. And that reminds me of what Toyota people say about improvement, recognizing they don't rely heavily on formal week-long events. But the Toyota people would say it's not just about the improvement results. It's also focused, if not primarily focused, on developing people in the process. Now, Larry says he should be involved in more events, and he wants more events to happen in 2023. He said, quote, this really is the bottoms-up effort that is underway at GE. Then there's also the top-down of Hoshin Connery, which we'll come back to later. That's what the former Toyota people always say, that, that lean or TPS, the Toyota production system, is both top-down and bottom-up. Now, Larry said, we're in the early days of the lean transformation at GE. COVID didn't help but we've all worked our way through that. I couldn't be more excited, more confident about what GE is going to do going forward. So let's talk more about the the impact of these Kaizen events. Now, done properly, again, improvement work doesn't just develop people, it engages them. Lean should benefit all stakeholders, and Larry told the story to illustrate that. Larry was in Evendale, Ohio, for the report out of an event, and in a company with a history of some contentious relations between labor and management, Larry said, it was just so gratifying to hear Garrett Farson, the UAW committee man, go on and on about the impact that the events and the principles are having, not only on our performance, we're reducing cycle time, improving our on-time delivery, but in turn, the culture. If we've got Garrett on our side, and so many of his colleagues and others in management positions, it's easy to be optimistic about the future of GE. So Kaizen, the recognition that everything can always be better, requires humility, as Larry talks about in a short video that I've linked to in the blog post. Leading with humility is one of the core leadership values that Larry promotes at GE, along with transparency and focus being the other two. So again, Larry emphasized the need for top-down and bottom-up, showing a diagram on screen, and I, I took a picture of the slide, it's in the blog post. It's a familiar image to me. I mean, it's similar to a diagram that's been used by Masaki Mi for a long time, but the name Namoto Diagram was new to me. Larry said, this hangs in my office. And um, if if you look, you can see the diagram shows visually that, that top leadership should be spending most of their time on, quote, develop the teams to generate breakthroughs. Now, note, it doesn't say leaders need to have the breakthrough ideas. Develop the teams to generate breakthroughs. And leaders, top leadership also spends some time on, quote, continuous improvement using lean tools, utilizing lean tools. Middle management, as the diagram shows, spends less time on breakthrough and more time on continuous improvement, while spending some time in a third area called respect and sustain operational standards. Now, people at or closer to the front line might participate a little bit in breakthrough and more on CI. But they're spending more of their time on this respect and sustain the operational standards piece. So on daily management, Larry also spoke about the engagement that comes with a focus on daily management instead of just rushing at the end of quarter to hit your numbers. He said, quote, I'm so thrilled that one of our team members said daily management, I'm into hourly management now because if I don't jump on a problem and get to root cause in 24 hours, I'll lose my week. He said this in the second week of the quarter, to have somebody talk about hourly management in the second week of the quarter, I was pretty happy in that moment, again, said Larry. Bottom-up management is combined with top-down management, which to him is Hoshin Connery, otherwise known as strategy deployment. And Larry described HK, Hoshin Connery, as a way to operationalize the ambitions of a company as a way of, quote, systematically channeling and harnessing that ambition for real breakthroughs. So there are some books that Larry recommended during his talk. He's clearly a, re- a reader, and he recommends a number of books to his team so they can get a better grounding in lean and related topics. So he said the classic, the machine that changed the world, is really a great place to start. And then as pictured in a slide that he used, um, Larry recommends other books. You re- you'll notice then not on all, quote-unquote, lean books, and to me that's not a surprise, and I, I think that's good. Um, these books are Good to Great by Jim Collins, Principles by Ray Dalio, Top Grading by Brad Smart, and The Carolina Way by Dean Smith. He, he was famously the basketball coach, uh, the men's basketball coach at the University of North Carolina, championship winning coach. Now, Larry also highly recommends the book written by our friend Katie Anderson, her book Leading to Learning to Lead, Leading to Learn. I get that wrong about half the time. Sorry, Katie. Learning to Lead, Leading to Learn. And we, we talk about this more in our Lean Blog Interviews podcast episode that will be released Wednesday. Larry said, it was another book that had caught my attention earlier this year. It ended up in my summer reading book bag, and it's been something that's really helped me think about leading in a lean, principled way. So as Larry and, and Katie discussed in their fireside chat without the fire, Larry was impressed with how well Katie articulated some thoughts about Hoshan Connery, and he learned from that. Now, Larry's lean journey continues, as does GE's. I'm impressed that Larry still seems eager to learn and that he doesn't claim to know it all and that he doesn't make it all about him. He doesn't seem to make it about him at all, really. It's about the company. So Larry's conclusion, uh, at the end of his talk, he said, there's a lot happening here. There's a lot that you'll read about in newspapers, but what you won't read about is what happens day in, day out in our factories, and our service depot, and increasingly in our office locations, in our boardrooms as we drive the lean transformation. So I'll add as a, you know, a few final thoughts. You know as you said, it's not just about manufacturing, it's about the business, which means the people and the culture, not just the results. Now the media decades ago gave a lot of attention to Jack Welch, including his Six Sigma approach. You know, I mean, GE was a much bigger company back then, and Jack seemed to love being on the covers of magazines and books. Will, will the media give a fraction of that attention to GE's lean transformation under Larry? Will, will they write about what's happening in the factories or just fixate on the stock price and other numbers? Time will tell. Well, thanks again to AME, the Association for Manufacturing Excellence, for having Larry speak at the conference. Uh, be sure to check back to the blog on Wednesday for the podcast, with Katie Anderson. You can subscribe. Uh, if you're not already listening to Lean Blog interviews, um, you can subscribe using the app you're listening to now, or you can go to leancast.org. Um, and I'll also try to post some highlights from the text, uh, from the transcript of the fireside chat between Larry and Katie. So again, for the blog post here, you can go to leanblog.org slash audio 323. Thanks for listening.